I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top-draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, So this is uh, Frank Skinner. This is Not The Weekend Podcast. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Hi, Frank. Hello. Hold on. You can have your jingle next week, Alan. That's Dino. Let's not let's Dino not over, let's not over jingle the pudding. Don't ever call me Dino. I told you I was called that once by an ex-boyfriend and I hated it. It was a deal breaker. <laughs> mm. did, uh, did he make Dino sore? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, but he called it. He that'll called be in, me that'll Dino. That'll be in the next Flintstones movie. <laughs> Frank, I won't be called Dino in the bedroom, and that's all oh. I'm saying. Okay. The producer groaned. No, I think that's fair enough. Yes. Um. I was once reprimanded during a uh, physical act for doing... Physical uh, act? <laughs> for doing uh, W.C. Fields' voice. <laughs> I think that's fair enough, looking back. Mm. Can you just speak to me, Emma? Can I hear you properly? Speak to me. Oh, can you hear me? Well, just about. Yeah? Only just. It's, it's you know, it's slipshod. Let's put it that way. <laughs> slipshod. Well, that's it. There you go. Yeah. We're, we're actually doing... We're adjusting as we go. Can you believe it? I think we should keep all this in, though. Adjusting as we go was the song that didn't make uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> it's very adjusting catchy, as we go. Me, yeah. Adjusting. Can you imagine that with them sort of messing about with yeah. their belts mm. and shoe buckles and stuff? <laughs> adjusting as we go. Adjusting <laughs> as we go. Hated those buckles they wore. Yeah, what was all that about? Are they not on trend? No, I just they're a bit aggressive and sort of heavy metal. I didn't like them. Mm. I yeah. think. I think for the. Uh, because of their height, I think it sort of made it all right. They were non-threatening, and also they were earthed. Mm. Built-up shoes. So I um, I went to a... Well, I went to two places this week. I went to a garden centre in lovely. Chelsea, and it was really lovely, although I did have a sneezing fit, which I wondered if that might be um, oh, pollen-related. But it was a really beautiful... I said to the, the young girl that worked... I said, this was, must be a lovely place to work. Mm. She went, mm. <laughs> as, oh, what, as one would expect from young female assistant. What is it with those people? But I don't think... I imagine nobody that isn't enjoying their job really likes being told that it should be a lovely place to work. Do you know what I mean? If, really? Exactly. Like, if she's got a moody boss or something like that, and then there's people coming in... Standing she amongst had a, the she daffodils had a moody, and so She had a moody boss. It's a lovely. That's a. It's a rose. A name for a rose. <laughs> a moody boss. Yeah. It's it? like it's like a purple thing. <laughs> yeah. I I had a couple of cuttings. I don't know what that means, but my dad used to say it sometimes. <laughs> I've always been uh, ferociously anti-gardening because um, my my dad used to make me go and help him in the garden. Oh really? So oh, did he? Right off. And I never seemed to be touching any plants. It was all bamboo. And, String, the sort of things we oh, have to do. Right. We had to build a cucumber frame. Really? Did you? Par example. Was Shep digging up the plants off? And I bet he was. He was, and he'd have been uh, thrashed within an inch of his life. At <laughs> <laughs> different times, weren't they? Well, it was, yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what my dad would do. Sometimes he'd take like a, a parsnip out of the ground, get his penknife, and just trim the and sit here, eat that. Oh. To me, not to Shep. <laughs> 
Shep was... Um, he wasn't allowed within a country mile of your dad's well, He parsnips. wasn't big on vegetables. Shep. He used to bark outside the butchers for bones. I've never once seen him barking outside the greengrocers. No. <laughs> They're not interested. Anyway, so it made me think, you know, maybe I've, uh, I've been wrong to turn my back on. On gardening. I can I, I, not only that, I don't. I mean, I don't have a garden, but I don't even have any house plans at all. I've always put a complete veto on them. Well, you're you're yeah. a penthouse dweller, mm. but um, yeah, but I could have a yucca. Oh, you could, Frank. Uh, it'd be the most seventies thing I've ever done. <laughs> this it, it does feel like this chat has descended into euphemism when you say you're a penthouse dweller and you say I could have a yocker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is the code? Can no, I have the key for this well, chat? I, I did have We've a been garden. doing it so long, we don't even know ourselves anymore. <laughs> I, I lived in a in a house with a garden, and I had a gardener actually. Lovely. Who used to come round and do mm-hmm. it. And what was brilliant about it, it sounds quite grand, doesn't it, having a gardener, mm. but he yeah. was he was quite a posh bloke. Oh, really? Great. And I used to talk to him about what I wanted doing, and I could tell he was thinking, well, what's going on here? The, yeah. The horse is pulling the car. No, <laughs> no, the horse should pull the car. The car's pulling the horse. He's, you know, it was like the social um, spectrum had been turned upside down. He wasn't happy with it. I well, you are that. something of a poster boy for social mobility, aren't well, you? Well, I, I like to think so. Yeah. I think for, for the nouveau riche, yeah. particularly. <laughs> yeah, one of my idols. Yes. Frank, so. um, I, as you know, I've got a sort of concrete patch. And Well... <laughs> It serves you right. You're saying someone about that, yeah. though, aren't you? <laughs> the concrete patch, it's a difficult area to tend, Frank. I does, find. does one tend a concrete patch? Well, I, do you remember me talking earlier about how U2's gardener was going to come round? Oh, yeah. Yes, I'd got a contact via um, J. Rowe, Jonathan Ross. All right. And it was it turned out to be U2's gardener. And. You questioned, did you two all just have the same garden? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a fair enough question. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they have a, a square like with a house on each side, <laughs> is the way I imagine they live. And they all meet in the middle and talk about um, chords mm. and uh, drumbeat things. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you think their lawn has got a, um, a very neat edge? Oh. oh. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> oh. Do you know, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shall we leave it there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good, good night, everyone. Yeah. Uh, but then I, I panicked, Frank, because I just felt I thought he might find my concrete patch wanting. He was used to the scale of you two. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I got another gardener in. Mm. Still Ooh, via Jonathan shit. Ross. Okay. All my handymen come by him. What, yes. What band my did he My computer man, my TV man. Uh, what's yeah, that, sorry? He, he tended the, the garden of then Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a, uh, it's a smaller, uh, smaller patch that was. So carry on. Then Jericho's gardener turned up, and what happened? Well, he came out and he brought a boy with him, and what? the boy did all the work. To be honest, he was sort of he was a bit of a kind of eighties man, very yeah. nice. He didn't do anything. He that's just told, he art directed, he pointed, and the boy... That's fair enough. He was landscaping. That's the key oh, that to management. It's delegation. The key to management is delegation. It's like Frankie doesn't operate the uh, air conditioning himself, does he? He just stares into the middle distance and says, I'm warm. <laughs> and, uh, and People we, put two and two together. We, we leap to it. It's like that. He's the boss you of the... You don't leap to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I don't get my hands dirty with any oh, manual no. labour. Not even operating air conditioning. But did you find with your gardener, Frank... Um, 
I felt quite stressed because I like to talk to them. So I felt I had to keep the door open and the cold air was getting in. I didn't like that. No, I didn't find that at all. Oh, didn't you? <laughs> why not? Did you I just not talk? He, I don't think he wanted to. He just couldn't understand why I wasn't tugging my forelock. <laughs> all over his concrete patch. Yeah. That's why he couldn't work out. No, I, um, what put me off having a garden was I was in the kitchen. I had my kitchen, um, abutted the garden. It mm-hmm. was, you know, it was, it was a, it was a lower floor kitchen. Mm. And, um, one night, blow me, if an East European woman wasn't looking through the window from the garden. And I, I, I knocked no. on, I knocked on the window mm. to, you know, and shooed her away. She didn't go. Oh. So I went out. As you do, as a daily I remember as I stepped out, I thought this could be, I might never step in this house again. This could be some <laughs> nutter with a knife. You know, she looked um, like she was terrorised in some way. So I went out and this woman was, um, she was sitting on the floor in the garden. It was dark as well. Mm. And um, I said, you know, who are you? And uh, <laughs> she said, I have to stay here. I have to, I have to meet Christian. <laughs> And I mean, oh my god, might, the OC! Oh no, you don't think it was a, a breakfast show scam? <laughs> no, she said I have to meet Christian, and I said, you've arranged to meet in my garden. What oh kind of a rendezvous point is that? And I said, no, you have to go. She said, I can't, I can't go from here. I have to meet Christian. I think the OC had lied about his address, so he seemed a bit more posh and verified. Yeah, m- maybe, but anyway, I I, I found the police. And, Do you not think uh, it was just that her... Uh, I did. Was her English just a bit broken and she was trying to say, I have to meet a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> She'd and she saw all. you as a religious poster boy. Yeah. I can't remember if it was... You were a lot of poster boys today. <laughs> was it a feast day? <laughs> maybe she'd come round for ashes. <laughs> anyway, um, I phoned the police and um, they uh, came and took her away. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely ending to that story. Really heartwarming. I hope the what, end what, of this is, and then I woke up and it was all a dream. No, no, <laughs> I, no, it definitely happened. Uh, but it put me off. I thought, that's the trouble with a garden. You're very... There's, there's access. For the Eastern Europeans in the middle of the well, night just looking for, any, for Christians. Just for anyone to turn <laughs> up. Um, no, they do, they do get in. It's, they will. it's something of a hazard. But surely in your you know, house... There was a time I would have invited her in and we'd have had a brief relationship, but those <laughs> yes. days are gone. <laughs> Is that all someone had to say to you? I'm looking for you, Christian. You come, it would be brilliant. And you say, it? "Well, I do." Would be brilliant on Mister and Missus. How did you meet? How did you meet? Well, she was she was in my garden one night. Um, she was having a terrible um, episode um, and uh, was in was in quite a bad state. And um, we made love. And, uh, I'm an opportunist. Oh, and I, am an op- I am an opportunist, yeah. How often? Oh. How often do you... Uh, it's like when um, Tesco at home, or whatever it's called, you know. It's not often, actually, in your own garden. <laughs> I didn't even... I, I didn't have to put my me, uh, me outdoor shoes on. <laughs> I just beckoned her in. But... Um, but it didn't happen. By then, I'd uh, I'd stopped uh, behaving in so um, flamboyant a fashion. So I just found it frightening. I found it frightening, basically. So that's put me off gardens. But I'm thinking um, house plant. Lovely. Well, have yeah. you got a garden now? Yes, we've got a, a little back garden. We also have an allotment, which I made a mistake of. Uh, of course, you have no, an allotment. Of course, he does. I, I'm going to be absolutely honest. I do not go. I'm not. 
I'm Mrs. Just not. Cockrell tends Mrs. the allotment. Mrs. Cockrell goes and... Uh, you have a whippet and an allotment. Yes, and live in the north of England. And a flat cap, yes, I've got Do it all. Do you have a flat cap? Yeah, yeah. Oh, in fact, I've got two. I don't like to brag. Have but, you not you know, seen it? I'm doing very well. He looks a bit... Uh, back- <laughs> two flat... What no, are they, he looks a bit sort of uh, Backstreet Boys in his flat cap. Oh, really? Paul so. Drummer in the Backstreet Boys. Oh, is it one of those modern ones where the peak is part of the general curvature of, oh, uh, yeah. of the cap? Or is it no. one with a separate peak? No, it's um, it's just a... You're hesitating. Don't lie it's to me just now. It's a flat cap. Well, I don't know what to say. It's just okay. a flat cap. Well, there's the ones that look a bit like the cycle helmets, and there's the ones that's got a separate hard I know peak. what you mean, Frank. Mm, no? I'll bring them both in next okay, week. Well, I, mean, I think you're being willfully Maybe you could do a I think you know exactly what he I'm means. genuinely yeah. not being willfully You realise you've got two trendy flat caps, you don't know why or not. No. <laughs> No, they're not trendy. They're distinctly not. I mean, one of them was a gift, and well, actually, no, both of them were gifts. But one of them was more recent. But anyway, they're, they're just flat caps. You didn't win it as part of your northerner of a year goodie bag. <laughs> yeah, I was at the Great Yorkshire Show, and it was a throwout. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I'm thinking um, house plants. Lovely. I've always fancied, as a, I mean, since I was a child, a Venus flytrap. Oh yes. Mm. Because I've never actually seen one, I don't think, in the flesh. Well, no. you know we were talking about things we don't believe in. I'm not sure I believe in them. You don't believe in the Venus fly? I don't, I don't really understand do. the principle of them. Explain to me, boys. Well, they're like... The fly um, goes by and then they... Yeah, they're, they're, they're too... They open up and they've got, like... They're a bit sticky. And they smell, I think, like dog mess. And the fly thing's eye up. <laughs> Breakfast... Heads towards oh. it, and as it lands, it's a bit sticky, and the fly can't get off, and then it closes like an envelope. Oh, if you can imagine a yes. fly in an envelope. Is it just flies then? It doesn't trap your finger or something if you put no, it No, I think it will eat any kind. I imagine you could, uh, you know, you could have in breakfast, you could throw it a bit of bacon, right? <laughs> yeah. and then it's like a very nice waste disposal unit. Yeah, uh, it's got to be meat based. You can't put tea bags in there, no. <clears throat> no, you need something a bit meaty. Maybe a used plaster. Lovely. If there's a bit of blood on it, it'll take that. And then gradually it starts saying, feed me Seymour, and it becomes a, um, a musical or film. What good, is it? Good What's reference. That from? Little, it? Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, yeah but I love musicals. I'm thinking I might get um, Venus Flytrap, because I, I mean, I don't, you know, is it annoying when you get flies in the house? Mm-hmm. So you're killing two birds with one stone. Well, actually, two flies with one mm. plant. With one, with one Venus Flytrap. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that they'll, they'll live in... Uh, in our climate. You know what I'm thinking? This new readiness to take on the care of a plant is because uh, impending fatherhood and you, you're realising, mm. well, you know, I, I'm responsible enough now. I can, Maybe you're right. I'm, I'm about to embark on looking after a human. They're just further down the food chain. And, I can you know, take on an aspidistra. If a plant dies, then it's fine, you just move on. But can it's you fun. imagine the tragedy of Kath coming in and I, the house in chaos, me with, with the crying baby and and there's a disposable nappy wedged roughly into the Venus flytrap <laughs> as, I didn't as have last, time to go to the bin a last ditch attempt to, to dispose of it the, 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 the poor the <laughs> coming from the plant of course it'd be enough if you swallowed that there'd be flies galore mm. after oh it's like Renfield in Dracula eating of flies is it? yeah Love Try it. the audiobook. All his references are Dracula-based, <laughs> FYI. They do seem to be for yeah. the last few weeks. You know, I've nearly finished it now, and then it'll, it'll go away. But Well, uh, Frank, we've actually had an email in, re-Dracula. Oh, yeah. This is from Fiona. 
She says, um, it was actually, we were talking about non-believers. Do you remember that? A couple of weeks ago. And things also that, Things that we don't believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like, like the cockerels and believe in Venus flytraps. Exactly. And there's or some other things I don't cameras, believe in, yeah. which I couldn't possibly say on a commercial radio station. No, no, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> um, you kept those off air. <laughs> many of your topics have piqued my interest. Mm. But most recently was the thing that one does not believe in. I don't believe it is actually possible to be struck by lightning. I do not know anyone who has been struck by lightning, <laughs> and so therefore it cannot be true. I've also recently downloaded Dracula by Bram Stoker. Excellent. little reminder of the writer there, I like that. <laughs> and it's really quite interesting. Uh-huh. And I wouldn't go quite as far as to purchase a cloak. M- more casual cloakism. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've contacted the show, but overall I just wanted to say... Oh, sorry, it's praise. I know you hate praise. Well, I thank you. It's lovely. Who's you guys are great, yeah, and Alan has a really cute laugh. That's Fiona. I, I've never heard it. <laughs> but, oh. uh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's lovely from uh, from Fiona. Yeah. I, I, so Hello, she doesn't Fiona. believe. That's weird that she doesn't believe in people being struck by lightning. Because do you remember on Saturday's show I was talking about my my throwout thing and getting the book at the mm-hmm. sci-fi film? Well, that sci-fi film was supposed to end with a Q and A with the director. Um, and I asked the uh, the man who organised the uh, the film festival. What are your view Louis. on cloaks? Yeah, I, no. I said what 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 happened to the Q and A, and he said, "Oh, I, we had a uh, I had a call from the director to say that his house had been struck by lightning." No, no. So he couldn't come. No. Yeah, and I said, my first question was, "Did you believe him?" Because it just sounds. <laughs> uh, he says, "Yeah, I think so." He sent quite a long email, and I thought, "What well, does that make it true?" <laughs> mm. But if would you dare, if you were sitting... Where's well, he getting his internet connection if his house well, is struck by lightning? If you were sitting thinking, oh, I've got to go to the sci-fi festival, what, am I, what, what, what can I say? And then maybe you had um, David Bowie's Aladdin Sane album sleeve at your side and you thought, lightning, mm. that's it. But you wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't dare. You know, you could say a stomach upset. You yeah. don't have to say my house has been struck by light. No, but if it's the Hitler principle of lie big, oh, yeah. maybe that's the way forward. I'm not suggesting Hitler is the way forward, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no. And actually, I do always think with lightning, it's all, I've only ever seen people in the sun with an imprint of a necklace. Have you, they always show that, don't they, how the necklace saved their life and things. Well, have you ever looked uh, up um, lightning on Google Images? No, never. Well, page one, if, it might have changed, I suppose. <laughs> page one. Last time I looked... On Google Images Lightning, there's a man who's struck on the on the back, and the scar actually looks like lightning. Looks exactly like lightning. What were you oh, typing brilliant. in? White lightning, I think. This was back in the day. <laughs> um, well, of course, that is a fall track. Oh. It's a cover of a of a Gene. Miss Gene Brody. No, Gene uh, Vincent. Pitney. Cover. Mm. Who wants to hear this? No, but I'm terribly sorry for those of you listening, thinking, what, what is this, an interlude? Well, you were damn well right, it was. Um, so I think people do get struck by lightning. I bet you some of our listeners have been struck by lightning, but whether, whether they'll be comic tales, I don't know. Or, or whether or not they'll be able to let us know. They may like, just be lying there thinking, it's good to hear this, but I can't respond. Or lying there still smoking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I don't like that at all. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. On 
mm. subject to your Dracula audiobook, we have had an email in saying, Hi Frank, I'm the person that stopped you to say hello on Waterloo Bridge today. Oh yes. Oh. Sorry for disturbing your Dracula audiobook. <laughs> I wouldn't normally stop... I said to him, I think, it's lovely to meet you, but... Um, I'm listening to my Dracula audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to take the headphones out and talk to him? No, I spoke to him meanwhile in the background. Oh. I bet you don't get that from Simon Cowell or Wrighty if you run into them. No, no probably not. No, it's, well, he, he did show me his phone and he was listening to the podcast, so I oh, thought well, he, he's nice. going to know. He's going to know about the Dracula audiobook. Mm. I quite often bump into people when I'm on dog walks and I've got a podcast on and I sort of I'm making small talk. Dog but walks? At the same is that time. a TV show? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, um, you're listening to the podcast. I've, I've got. For other podcasts, quite yeah. often philosophy ones or literature, science. Yeah. You know, any, right. any Descartes? Who? Never heard of him. Descartes is, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I'm afraid you put the, uh, the Descartes before the horse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this chap, I wouldn't normally stop a celeb, but I'm a huge fan of yours and the show, Hi Gorgeous Emily and the Cockerel. Huh? But as I was Hi. listening to you just seconds earlier, I couldn't resist. What I should also say is that I live in Boston and just flew in yesterday, so my chances of ever saying hello to Frank Skinner again were very slim. Oh. I'm in town for a very special occasion. Tomorrow my mother gets an MBE for her services to charity. I would really love if you could Very read this rough. out, as my entire family are friends of the show. Thanks and sorry for disturbing you, Rob. Well, I, I don't know when you were over from Boston very <laughs> briefly. I might have actually took my earplugs out. Ear, ear. What do you call them? Earphones. Earphones. Headphones, yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so so I like I'm, a I'm thanks and that. sorry for disturbing you sign-off. Yeah, I like, I like it. That. It's a bit... Um, uh, Humble. I'm sorry it's if I, I seem to... Mr. Cellophane. I hope sorry I didn't too, I bit, take up too much of your time. Yeah, I feel bad about it now. Do you? Yeah. But it was quite, it was quite a key moment. But it is, uh, it is a brief encounter. I had a thing... I think it was Van Helsing's description of King Laugh, which oh, was for it? me is the best bit in the whole book so far. Um, but this podcast sometimes, or this radio show, in fact, catches up with you sometimes, as it has here. I... Uh, I was in the street going for um, a dog walk and a run the other day, so I had running shoes, shorts, t-shirt. Simultaneous. And the dog, yeah. yeah. That's the advantage of having a whippet. Oh, lovely. Good you couldn't do that with Shep, Frank, could Very you? Very good. You wouldn't have it. Good for having a whippet. Anyway. <laughs> He'd have to slow down while he pulled his bottom along the pavement. <laughs> um, uh, you know, he used to do that thing. Oh, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that they do. Yeah, that, when they pull their... Dragging their bum on the floor. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's very... Uh, I do that. It's like the opening credits of Ironside. <laughs> so so I'm, uh, I'm walking around the corner, and there's a there's a cafe around the corner from me that I go in sometimes, and we know the... Uh, cafe. Cafe. Well, we know the gentlemen that run it, and one of them saw me in my shorts and went, oh, I've heard about those black shorts, and... Oh. Honestly, for about two hours, I was thinking my wife's been in there gossiping, or the neighbours have been talking <laughs> well, she, about my legs in my shorts. And then I had a eureka moment because earlier that day I'd been talking to him about how they now listen to the show on Saturday mornings. Oh, there you and go. I thought, oh, I talked about my PE kit that I take away to hotels yes. on the show. Of course. And uh, so when he said I heard about, I've heard about those black shorts, he meant. Me talking about them rather than other people. Yeah, you do. Do you know what? Paranoia, I'm, though, I'm glad he cleared that up. Because oh. that was, would have been, a, I would have found that a little bit sinister. Well, he didn't. I still have no proof. It still <laughs> oh. could have been a neighbour gossiping about my legs in my black shorts. Perhaps you meant black shorts in general. I've heard about those black shorts. <laughs> yeah. He's only ever worn coloured or white shorts. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's always thought black shorts might be a hazard. 
yeah. because they're not yes. so visible to uh, drivers. True, true enough. But I've I've heard about that. I've that. never actually seen a pair of black shorts before. <laughs> Maybe you, you know, actually, it- they look all right. Maybe you're saying black shirts. It was a political statement oh, he was maybe. making. Maybe. Thought were, I had one of my you, history podcasts Were you on. with um, some of uh, Sir Oswald Mosley's um, followers at the yes. time? He thinks he looks very Aryan, and he's saying, I've heard about those black shirts. Well, that's why I don't yeah. worry about the black shorts and the uh, Maybe he saw one of his hazards. legs and said, that's an Aryan. I think we're getting... I think we're steadily chipping away and getting to the the kernel of this. That's a Aryan. The kernel. Colonel Sanders, Not yes. the kernel. No, the, the K-E-R-N-E-L. <laughs> Oh, my legs aren't particularly hairy. They're uh, they're very pale, though, so it compensates if the black shorts are too dark for drivers no, to see. I mean, me. you're lucky they're going to stop anyway, because I think it's a zebra crossing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, often, I'm I'm walked across. What you need is a very heavily tanned face, <laughs> and you will look. You'll have you'll have the complete zebra crossing setup. Like that woman who's Frank's favourite woman of the whole year. With the very tan oh, face. Oh, yeah, the tan You mom. loved her, didn't Super you? Super tan, tan mum. Tan mum. I don't oh, know what yeah. the fuss was about, but that's another story. On the subject of my leg hair, did you see... Uh, Can we just say, though, congratulations to this oh, yeah. woman who's got an MBE for work, charity work. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. We, mm, we, yes. don't have, we, don't really have, um, we don't have her name, unfortunately. Let's just call her Rob's mum. Rob's mum, well done. And... Uh, I don't know what the charity is. I'm imagining when you turn up, if you get an MBE for charity work, yes. you have to wear a red nylon wig and a big T-shirt yeah. and rattle a bucket at the Queen. Maybe. But uh, but well done, and uh, how lovely to have a mum who's got an MBA. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Worth coming from Boston for. Oh, I, sh- I should think so, yeah. It's a, it's a long trip. You been to Boston? No. Cold, cold when I went. All right. I went in January. It's absolute. I queued for a shop to open so I could buy one of those. You know those Elmer Fod hats that you oh, tie yes. under your oh, chin? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, the wind chill was... It was outrageous. Mm. Next, my uh, <laughs> my hairy legs provide a neat segue to. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see the woman on on the telly and in the papers with the hairy armpits? Mm. The hairy oh, lady. Was, did you see her? Emma O'Toole or something? I believe so. Oh, I have a I have a theory about this. Person. Come on then. Absolutely serious, not a comic theory. We should say, shouldn't we? So she appeared on the. Appeared to be. It was quite a slow news week. Was it this mm. morning she was on? I believe so. She was, and she was in the Daily Mail Natch. Because Natch. essentially <laughs> she hadn't shaved her armpits or her legs. And who is she again? She's just a lady, Frank. She's just she's, she's not a twenty-eight year old. She's not even a celebrity. Woman called Emma O'Toole. Her name is and Emma. Oh, um, I Emma. thought she was in Emma. She's Sorry. not in the TV program of any kind. Don't not think to my so. knowledge. Oh, <laughs> so she's gone off her now. She got on for that gone reason. Off her. Yeah. No, I tell you, I. You know, we're on, we've been talking about a lot about things we don't believe mm-hmm. just lately. Um, I didn't believe that they, it was genuine, the armpit hair. Didn't you? Really? There was one photo where there was a slight sheen as if it was coming from the tape that held it. Oh, And no. I'm, not, I'm not joking now. <laughs> I honestly, th- I honestly think they were perhaps in makeup before and one of the women said, oh, you know, I've got these. These were the sideburns for the handsome cab driver in, um, <laughs> in Downton Abbey. And, and then she said, oh, look at this. And she said, oh, God, that looks great. You should put that on. And it's all a bit... And now they're, they're in a situation where they're, they're ashamed to say, well, actually, it was just a... 
we were just messing about. It does. It really. It seems to be growing in all the wrong parts it of the arm. It was a bit Brian Blessed, wasn't it? It's going too far up the arm. I honestly don't. I think it's. A, <laughs> I think it's a hoax. I Do mean, you know it's one of There's TV's no- greatest pranks. I think it is. There's nothing I love more than Frank when he's got a conspiracy theory <laughs> cob on. I'm not saying it was a. Deli- I'm just saying it, she's turned. Up. I mean, I, I think that the hairy legs were genuine because it'd be too big a job. Yeah, the individual. <laughs> um, you could use the hair fix. No, mascara, make them darker. Or a bit of double-sided sticky tape. In fact, you could just wrap your whole legs in double-sided sticky tape and walk through some cotton wool or something. Well, I should say, my friend once wrote a feature uh, for a national newspaper about not shaving her legs. Okay. And for the photograph, they did use mascara to make the hair look thicker. Mm. So a little inside They do that for a gentleman who have fair beards if they're in the theatre. Is that right? You pop a bit of eyeliner and mascara in there, make Lovely. it darker. Yeah, I used to... When I had, I had sideburns briefly, and mm-hmm. uh, they didn't join to the rest of my hair. <laughs> yes. So I had to fill in that... Uh, we had to build a, a sort of a... a I call it an like a isthmus. Yes. Yeah, a it's sort of an isthmus, yeah. I would probably read it as isthmuth. Yeah, it was... A, <laughs> I had a, a hairy isthmus. And not a bad new year. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so I don't believe you. I, I mean, and, 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 and furthermore, I mm. went out with a, a French lady who didn't um, shave her armpits. You didn't have to say the second bit. You just had to say French lady, and we yeah. knew that. And it didn't bother me in the slightest. Very much so. I, I, I didn't. I mean, didn't how often you. do you see under a woman's armpit? No, you don't look often, do you? No, I don't know. I look away. Just I don't have the gymnastic <laughs> rings hanging from my bedroom ceiling or all that. Now. Also, I'm inclined to swaddle um, a one-night stand. <laughs> Otherwise, I find I flail about, and you know, you could you could lose a valuable ornament. <laughs> but um, I, uh, <laughs> so, I'm just saying, if that's all right to say. Apparently not. Um, The thing I would say about underarm hair Mm. is that it it traps sweat. So that is a sweat area. It doesn't make... You might not be as daisy fresh as ladies who shave, is all I'm saying. Well, if it traps Maybe you guys like that. If it traps uh, sweat, presumably it traps um, deodorant as well. Mm. Whereas I find deodorant just, you know, just slips right off me. Mm. I'm not a, very hairy on the armpit front. Well, I'm I don't delighted shave. we now all know that. Yeah, I, I hardly have any hairy any armpits, at all. Well, we've already established, as Kath once said to me, one of the things that first attracted her to you was the one thing I'll say about Frank, he's absolutely spotless. Yeah. She used to say, <laughs> the, the great thing about you, you never smell. Mm. He's a very clean old man. Lovely. <laughs> she never said I was a very clean old man. You've added, you've added a, a component. <laughs> To that description. I can't quite work out what it is, but there's something there that wasn't there in the earlier form. Anyway, I don't, see, um, I don't think it was real. Did you see Amanda Platel in the uh, Daily Mail said, said that seeing mm. the woman's armpit hair made her really it made her want to see her breakfast? She nearly parted company with her breakfast again. She wrote a big column saying how disgusting it was. It and, was uh, disgusting that she used the phrase really, parted company with my breakfast. Because it's really it's not. a phrase I've heard quite a lot. For people use who think, well, I don't want to say sick, so I'll say I party cup with my breakfast, and it sounds like I'm a bit, you know, I've yeah. done something a bit original. But lots of people <laughs> say it, so why say it? Put it in the column. If you're going to write something, I want it fresh and original, not just using other people's phrases. 
Well, she... She also said yikes, which was very plug from the Beano. Yikes, I'm happy with. Mm. And her genuine sort of outrage at the idea of a woman with body hair reminded me of when we had a supply teacher um, when I was about 15 and she hadn't shaved her armpit hair or her legs and the schoolboys were outraged and repulsed and then you think, well, she's a grown-up woman, she shouldn't be so scared of it, just live and let live, Amanda. Mm. But it's not like the Daily Mail to use a um, female writer to hate other females, is it? I no, wonder it where they get them. I um, I interviewed Shania Twain once, and she told me she didn't um, shave in the winter months. Oh, really? Oh. She yeah. put a winter coat on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not big she let, big she let, brown bear. She let it grow. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't thought there was a lot of warmth in it. <laughs> was she swimming the channel or something? Was there some I, kind I don't of know. I mean, she's, a, con- she's a country girl, isn't she? So I suppose it's the sort of thing they might do um, right. when they're in the Yukon. Maybe. Yeah, See, maybe. Mm, I don't know why I was just thinking of men with hairy backs there. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you two stand on hairy backs? Well, should have gone to neck shavers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Um, I, I, I don't. I hardly. I have less hair than I used to have. I'm losing my. Really? my I'm, I'm molting. You're oh. not her suit, Frank. I'll say that for you. No, but my hairs now. My legs rather are completely. There's, there's, there's not a hair on them. Well, Lovely. rather than swimming, you should perhaps take up the cycling. That sounds like you're uh, fit for it. Yeah. I noticed when you did that swim, actually, you're lovely and smooth. Or or shoplifting. <laughs> if I added a, a bit of olive oil to my... To, they wouldn't be able to get any purchase on me at all. <laughs> when you're fleeing, when yeah, you're running when away. I'm fleeing. I'm, 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 you know, I'd slip straight through the grasp. So you'd just run in in a pair of speedos and perhaps uh, an upper body jacket with plenty of pockets and then run out, assuming that they'd go for the rugby tackle, but your olive oil would uh, yeah, they wouldn't be able free to. you. Yeah, it'd be, be like trying to hold on to a big carp. <laughs> well, you are well moisturised anyway, aren't you? You want to describe yourself I now. as being... <laughs> I am now after that, after that (laughs) mental image. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should, we're doing way too long here. People, people are already at work. I know. You know, they've got the boss. They're at work now thinking, well, I want to hear the end of this. Here comes Mr. Baxter. Boy, am I in trouble (laughs) when he sees my um, earplugs, phones, headphones, Mm. whatever it is. Put in your ears. Oh, we haven't got time for a, uh, a quick update on Steve Davis. Oh, go on. Okay. Uh, we were talking about him not we'll, so long uh, ago. We'll leave you with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they your say. manager. That's what they say, isn't it? Uh, further to your discussion, this is from Andrew, by the way. I was saying last week, by the way, that if the only person I'd go to, um, well, one of the people I'd go to Heathrow just to see walk through arrivals would be <laughs> Steve the Romford Robot Davis, yeah. because I think he's a much more intelligent, interesting man than people. And we established you wouldn't even talk to him. You just wanted I'm to see him. I'm happy just to see him. Um, maybe um, I'd, I'll take a Northern Soul fanzine if, he's, if there's a throwout. Well, <laughs> Andrew says, further to your discussion about former snooker world number one Steve Davis and his Northern Soul fanzine, you may be interested to know that he now hosts a radio show called The Interesting Alternative Show on a local station in Brentwood, Essex. Mm. Also... He was once spotted in the crowd at one of my band's gigs at a pub on South End Seafront. A man of broad musical tastes, evidently. And who's that from? This is from Andrew. Well, how do we know he's got Brooke? Because we don't know what well, the band play. I'll tell you I think what, we can guess. I think it could be Andrew Lloyd Webber, who's written it. <laughs> no, I think he's... Um, you know, it could have been a, a string quartet he'd gone to see, fair enough. I think he's making a little joke. Oh. I think if you... 
if you think about this, he's a fan of Northern Soul, and he's yes. also going to watch a gig in South End. Is that in the North? So he's got broad musical taste. He's going north and south. No, he's, that's not that's, the joke. You've read no, something you into over, that. More than so. Seafront. It's no, it's no can't. Not Andrew wouldn't I have think, meant that. I think Andrew's <laughs> making a little joke. You've overegged the pudding. I, I'm, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's. I think he's making a little joke. I was at Andrew Lloyd Webber's house once. Clang and um, <laughs> eleven o'clock Stick in around. the morning. Stick around for this one. Eleven o'clock in the morning. Knock on the door. Who is it? Bobby V. Not on a shorty more. silk dressing Rub gown. Up. No, he's just just done a gig and he's nipped round to uh, Lord uh, Lord Webber's Lord Lloyd Lord Lloyd Webber's. Is that what it's called? In the morning. 11 no, eleven o'clock at night. Oh, and he comes in and uh, we had a, we have a bit of a chat with Bobby V. What? He came into your bedroom. <laughs> no, I wasn't staying over. Oh, okay. I was just I was just sitting. I was just I just had dinner with. Uh, so what did Bobby V have? Like a cup of Ovaltine, and then everyone went their separate ways. <laughs> no, I don't know what t- he just. You know, he had a. I think he had a Vimto. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got his name, Bobby V. <laughs> That's what I've been told. I'm really impressed by Steve. I actually, I haven't heard Steve's show on, um, is it Phoenix FM? Is that what it's called? Oh, any, um... But I anyway, I looked He's up... called um, The Interesting Alternative. Yeah, show. I looked up and the, the playlist is, uh, a lot of it I just didn't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, like, obscure. I mean, it's got, um, Soft Machine. He's playing on a regular basis. Wow. You know, sort of prog rock and... So I'm, I'm going to have a listen. I, I tell you, I think... I think he's a genius. As, uh, if it's all, you know, Stephen Fry this, Stephen Fry that. It's Stephen Davis, that's all to, everyone ought to look up to. I, I think he's, honestly, I think like he's Andrew like Renee, Cole, Renee Stephen Sons Davis. Now, I know I've only been doing this show under a year, but is it really good etiquette to recommend other radio stations on an absolute podcast? <laughs> I think it's... Is, I don't see if that. the powers that be are listening... I think it's on on a Monday night. <laughs> okay. And also, to the podcast... Uh, you know, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I just think it's really... I, I think... Isn't he the perfect mate? He's oh, got, yeah. You know, he's got... He's like a big muso. And he's good at snooker. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's... Uh, I'm, I'm afraid the Archbishop of Canterbury is on borrowed time. <laughs> <laughs> My next move is for Steve Interesting Davis, who genuinely is. It turns out the nickname wasn't ironic. I tell you, he's, he's the future. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.